TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Got the big dog back in the house today after a couple of days off. Always glad to welcome him back. And uh, we welcome you, our fine listeners out there, to the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, Thursday edition of our fine show here. Of course, we're on every Monday through Friday, one hour a day, five days a week, five in total. And big dog, we were talking about it yesterday, and I'm sure it must have rung in your ear wherever you were. But uh, not tomorrow, but probably next Friday is going to be the start. Of our great tradition, the long, beautiful luster that is Football Fridays, my friend. I know you'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah Football Fridays. We, we uh, are we playing beat the schmoes still this year, Coach? Are we can continue that particular tradition? You need not even ask, my friend. We brought that up yesterday uh, uh, for the ninth consecutive year. Beat the schmoes will indeed be back. Well, there is nothing like me starting out one and eight, and then all of a sudden every year making that unbelievable comeback. Yep to get to 500, which just happens every single year. <laughs> we we have had a lot of schmoes on the show over the years, Big Doe, but clearly clearly, when the book is written, when the movie is produced, there's no question who the lead schmo has and always will be, and that is you, my friend. Uh, it, it's good to know that uh, I, I am the lead schmo, Coach. I, I yes. don't know if I should take it as a compliment or actually go to Morton Grove and slap you around a little bit. Probably a little of both. I could use a little slapping around today. By the way, anyone watching on webcast, this is not... One of the better days to watch this show on webcast because Big Dog, I have a serious, serious allegorical situation. Also, allegorical? You, you can't. You're not. You're dealing with a sweater. No, I'm dealing with an allergy, and I thought I would throw in the term allegorical to make it sound a little more professional and scientific, even though it's not grammatically accurate. But uh, I got Kleenex. I got a little uh, runny nose situation again today. Probably not the best day to be tuning in on a webcast. I apologize in advance if uh, the viewers see any leakage. <laughs> I'm sure they accept the apology, Coach. I doubt it. I doubt it, quite frankly. You know, it's nice to know our medicine cabinet, too. We had, like, three different allergy uh, um, remnants from days gone by in the Cone family household medicine cabinet. Big dog. One was circa August 09. One, I think, was July of 07, and another one was like uh, October of 08. So uh, the expiration dates hit early and often this morning. Thank you. Well, and you, you didn't take them? No. I mean, those expiration dates are only on there to like uh, just in case something goes no, wrong. No, I, I really, no, no. The one I in 09, no. uh, you probably should take. I don't know. That was, what did I say, August of 09? That's almost a year later. Yeah, it's not true. If it's expired, it's expired. Yeah, I don't. I don't take anything orally that might have expired. <laughs> At least I hope not. It's not. If it's expired, it's not like it's going to make you sick, like bad milk. It or might anything be like ineffective, that. though. It will be ineffective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. Let me ask you this, Big Dog. You're living uh, the bachelor life with four other fine individuals living the bachelor life. The female has moved out. Correct? Is it all? No, 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 no. You, you... Coach, you got to quit asking about this. This is boring people because you get it wrong every time. Okay, she's Mahmoud moved out. I know Mahmoud moved out. I thought the female he wasn't moved the out. Female. Okay, 
So the bachelor and the bachelorette life at your United Nations uh, House of Interest. If we went through the medicine cabinet, I'm just going to take a wild guess that there probably is a few medicinal um, tablets and, and bottles in there that are past expiration date. Just a wild guess. Well, most of most of our stuff is in the freezer. I mean, I mean, it's actually in the in the refrigerator in the form of like a Jack Daniels bottle, and, and that's about it. To be quite honest with you, not a lot of that's not your, a lot of pill taking going on in this house. One, so it's one stop shopping for all your medical needs at your house, huh? Quite simply, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, maybe I should try that. It couldn't do any worse. No, no. What's that? You don't have like food allergies. It's like in no. the air type allergies. No, yeah, right? there, there's something in the air today. I feel like there's someone with a feather just sticking it up my nose and tickling. But uh, hopefully we'll get through the show. I do have my uh, anyone watching on the webcast. though, I do have my fine uh, four and a half by six and a half inch napkins here provided to me by producer David Olson. You ask David Olson for something, he will produce it. I've got plenty of Kleenex to get me through this show, big dog. It's good to know he's there to get your back, Coach, and your nose. Yeah, thank you very much. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Great to have you back, Big Dog. We've missed you the last couple of days. Glad to have you back. Hope we haven't gotten yourself in any trouble. But while you've been gone, my friend, your yes. Chicago Cubs team undefeated. I'm surprised you came on today's show. I thought you were going to stay off until the Cubs lose. Well, I, I actually considered it, Coach, but now that we have Mark Monaco coming on today, I figured I had to be here. Uh-huh. So I figured I'd show up just for that. Uh, but, you know, at this point in the time, that the season is over unless they win every single game the rest of the year. Well, if they do that, if if they go on a 38-game winning streak, they will make the playoffs, Coach. I will go out on a limb and guarantee that if the Cubs don't lose a game the rest of the year, they'll yeah. win the World Series. I'm still holding on hope. I am still holding them. We put it on our uh, Facebook page, on our fan page, and some of the information is sent out. I'm allowing – I'm all caught up in the Mike Quade Cub euphoria. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm allowing for three defeats, so I got us going thirty-five and three from here on oh, in. Now we're, that, that might that won't get it done, though. I don't think. Really, we're nineteen and a half back. Thirty, yeah. even thirty-five and three won't get it done. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> because then the, you, you're looking at thirty-five and three at nineteen back. All of a sudden, like the Reds and the Cardinals would have to have a losing record going in the rest of the way. That's well, that, how far back they are. Okay, that a thirty-five and three stretch. Yeah. Probably would not get them into the playoffs. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I sort of like you. I was figuring 38. No, I don't think they'll lose under Mike Quade, but I was trying to be conservative and be a little more realistic and figure of those 38 games, the Cubs might might find a way to lose three of them. But uh, Quade fever is hitting the city of Chicago. We may have the best manager in, the, in all of baseball. Yeah, well, I, maybe. Obviously, it was <laughs> Lupinella's fault. You know, it, it wasn't the fact that, you know, Ramos Ramirez hit. You know, like 167 for the first three and a half months of the season. That wasn't it. It, it was Lou Pinella and Nash Davin coming to the park totally disheveled and not really caring. <laughs> but uh, see, I don't know if they can get Quade as, uh, you know, as the, the, the manager because, you know, you get single A, double A, triple A. The next step would be Quade. You know what I mean? Oh. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get the Cubs as a minor league team. Nicely played. Nicely played. I didn't think of that one. Very well done. Hopefully you came up with that on your own. You didn't copy somebody else. A second ago, hopefully it came off a little bit better than I think. Ah, that's, that's, that's nicely played. I like that. Quad A. But uh, he's a pretty cool story, actually. They had a couple of uh, yeah. articles written on him. And the one thing we like about him, Big Dog, local kid. Grew up right here in Mount Prospect, Illinois. Only about 45 minutes from your palatial estates in Aurora. 
Yeah, really close to where you're doing a show at, too. Extremely yeah, close. exactly. So. Three-sport athlete, prospect high school, always coaches and teachers talking about the guy as a, not only a great athlete, three-sport star athlete, but they, they saw in him right away as a, even as a junior, he took over leadership of the uh, the, the varsity basketball team, varsity football team. So kind of got a cool background, the, the kind of guy you'd like to root for at the major league level. You know, there's been a lot of uh, of like Chicago area players on the Cubs this particular. I know he's the he's the manager, so it's a little different. But uh-huh. uh, you know, Slitter he got lit up. Gorzalani. I mean, there's 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 a, one other guy too. Actually, Chicago area kids playing for the Cubs this year. Yeah, Brian Slitter uh, growing up uh, playing his high school baseball about ten minutes from here in beautiful uh, Maine South High School, one of the top ranked football teams in the country. He was a wide receiver for them, but. Uh, his major league career did not uh, exactly go well when he was brought up. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's not over with, you know. The, no. the guy got he got his cup of coffee and yep. uh, it was bitter. Is the best way to put it. <laughs> Awful hot. A little bit too hot, too early. Hopefully, he'll come back with some uh, success. How about the pitching performance yesterday, Ryan Dempster? And again, uh, folks, we'll talk uh, some baseball here to open up the show. You want to talk about your uh, favorite baseball team, the ups, the downs, the everywhere in between as the division races starting to come into play here. We're heading towards the stretch run, the final month of the baseball season. How about that? Mel Allen would say 888-463-6748. You can email us to it, Mike2. Guys, AOL.com. Big dog, Ryan Dempster yesterday. Again, very, very good. Seven innings, 79 pitches, eight strikeouts, one walk. It's a beautiful thing. Efficiency personified. Yeah, and he is without a doubt been the most consistent pitcher that the Cubs have had all yes. year. He's only had two really, really bad games. And if you go out there every single fifth day, you're going to have a bad day every once in a while. And you, you got to appreciate the fact that he's having success because, it's, quite honestly, He's the hardest-working Chicago Cub, period. Yep. The guy's always running stairs. He works out six days a week. Uh, he always throws in between, and uh, he takes everything really, really seriously. He's a total professional. So, was he 12-8 and eight now? Is that his record, Coach? Sounds good. Season? Yep, so, I mean, to be 12-8 and eight on mm-hmm. this particular team is actually pretty impressive. And he could be the hard worker and a team leader of sorts, but he also is the jokester. Keeps everybody loose in the locker room. He's got a great sense of humor. And I know also from a personal side, I forget the ailment, but I know his daughter, Big Dog, has some kind of childhood disease slash sickness that they are fighting. He does some charitable fundraising for that as well. So pretty cool guy, both on field and off. Yeah, overall, very, very good guy. Paid a little too much, but every single player in the Major League Baseball is, though. Yep. Tyler Colvin, uh, it's actually a pretty good ball game. What, 0-0 through 6? Zero zero through seven, actual. I mean, if you forget the fact that both the Nationals and the Cubs are brutal teams and had no chance of making the playoffs this year, it was a good baseball game. Very good game. Zero zero heading into the eighth. Uh, uh, Tyler Colvin draws a walk. Starlin Castro rips a double off the wall. The gates open up. Ramos Ramirez two run homer, and the Cubs win it. But uh, I guess it shows, Big Dog, that you can still have pretty entertaining baseball late in the season. Even if you're, both your teams are out of it, you got to, what do they call it in TV, David Olsen, a willing suspension of disbelief to get into a movie or get in. That's what you kind of got to have at the sports level. But uh, it was a good ball game, entertaining baseball. Yeah, without a doubt. And I've got to be 100% honest with you. I've, as, a, as a 37-year-old, I've had to deal with many, many, many disappointing Cubs seasons. And You've this is it. the first time that, like in late August, early September, 
that I actually have an interest in the team. I mean, I, I would usually watch it, but the fact that they've actually gone out and done what I've begged them to do when they've been brutal with, you know, sell off some of their veterans, high-paid players that weren't performing, well, uh, Lily was, but, and then try out some young kids for the next year. This has really never happened, Coach. Mm-hmm. Not on this particular level in terms of, yep. uh, you know, in scope. Pretty much, these are tryouts for all these kids to play next year. So, to me, watching Starlin Castro turn into a star to see if Tyler Colvin can actually be a consistent hitter in Major League Baseball, uh-huh. all these different pitchers are bringing up. It's, I, I'm enjoying this. It's much better mm-hmm. than watching, uh, you know, the Nephi Perez's of the world go out there and, and go one for five. Nephi! Let's uh, see if Mike Fontenot can, you know, not get to a ground ball because he has no range and <laughs> yeah, strike but, out three times and pop up. Yeah, but the, the weird thing about that is three years ago, Mike Fontenot was one of the guys you were talking about. Is one of the young players that you want to see him play more baseball. So the problem is the Cubs have had a lot of those type of players. Boy, I want to see these guys. You know, I can't wait till we see them play more and give them a chance, and then they get a chance. And three years later, they're the guys you want to get rid of and bring up a young player. Yeah, but if we can find out a lot sooner if we need to get rid of them or not. Yep. You know, that's why you know when you're when you can't win the division. That's when I mean I would always do that. I would I, the goal as a Cub fan is to have them win the World Series, coach. Yep. So if if they go uh, eighty two and eighty this year, or if they go seventy one and ninety one, but the seventy one and ninety one team actually, you got to see a lot of these young kids to determine whether or not they can play or not. Technically, you're a little closer to a World Series title with that seventy one win season as opposed to hey, we finished above five hundred. You know, mm-hmm. so. I don't think the team has any chance of going above 500. So maybe and that that was pretty obvious, uh, mm-hmm. you know, six weeks ago, and that's probably why they started clearing house. But you do the I, math: 19 and a half back. I got them going 35 and three. This could be our year, Big Dog. This could well, be our they've year. They've got. They started the streak with 38 games ago, so there's only 35 left. <laughs> ah. So that's 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 even less Uh-oh. games to catch up, Coach. That's a problem. Uh, so basically, what I hear you're saying, if I could summarize you and use the term that I just used. Basically, you have you basically had 37 years of willing suspension of disbelief with your beloved Cubs. If if you think about it, <laughs> uh, honestly, coach, in years that the, that I've been alive, yes, that the Cubs were contending to get into the playoffs, they it's either they make the playoffs or they're totally bad. Because only in these years, uh, 2001 and 2004, and I'll try maybe 1995, but they were 73 and 71 that year in the 144 game season. Mm-hmm. They really weren't legitimately vying for the getting into the wild card that year. I mean, they were they were 500 all season. Okay, only those two seasons have they ever ever not made the playoffs when they had a decent team. So basically, what I'm saying is those uh, 84, 89. Uh, 1998, where they won the wild card, okay, 2003, 07, and 08, and then those other two years. Every other year has been a dismal for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Think about it. This, every time they've really been in contention, they've made it, because they haven't been in okay. contention that often. So you, what you're giving them is the proverbial backhanded compliment. I wasn't. No, I wasn't complimenting. I'm basically saying this team has been bad. <laughs> I wasn't trying to compliment them whatsoever. I thought you were, I thought you were going through the backside part of the expression and basically using the optimistic approach and say, hey, in my 37 years, every time the Cubs have had a legitimate team, they've contended for the playoffs. Well, like, the it, problem it, is it's only been two out of the 37 years. 
in 01, one of the best teams they've had in a long oh, time. They had could, great who, pitching that year. Who could forget it? Yeah, I know. Well, obviously who, everybody else has. Who was in they the were team? in first place for like 85% of the of the season, and it just still happened to be the first 85% of the season. The last 50% they were done. You know, and uh, in 04, that might be. And remember, we always used to joke when we used to do the old show with the morning break. Nobody wants to face this team in the playoffs, you know, because we had Wood and Fryer, and they were actually still healthy at the time. Yeah. And uh, Victor Mar- or Carlos Martinez, who was some some guy that is not even a, he had one major league home run, hit a three run home run off off, off of Troy Hawkins, and because uh-huh. Cubs missed the playoffs by one game that year. That was difficult. Uh, I wasn't very happy. You're bringing up bringing up bitter memories. I had almost forgot about that home run. I haven't forgot about Latroy Hawkins, believe me. One of many in a long line of disasters that the Cubs have brought in out of the bullpen. Oh, my goodness. I, I still... The Cubs are up 8-1, to one and he came in. He had a three-strikeout inning. 2-1 was a little different story, Cubs. <sighs> oh, I thought you were going to say he had a three-strikeout inning. In between the three strikeouts, the other team scored nine runs. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, it's just like whenever it was in clutch, he was fine. But if you really yeah. needed to get an out, oh, my, he would come in and he'd be shaking on the mound. People will tell me if they talk to me up close and personal for a period of time, Big Dog, I still, my shoulder will shake on the right side, and I have a slight twitch in my right eye, and I believe it is uh, goes back to what year did Mel Rojas come out of the bullpen for the Chicago Cubs? That was 1997. And, and don't worry about that year because that was the year the Cubs started 0-14. All right, but that's the year my eye twitch started, so I blame... Some of my very minuscule physical problems on the uh, bullpen pitching of supposed superstar Mel Rojas. A lot of Cub fans uh, got neck problems that year from uh, watching the ball go yes. crisply into the outfield. Yeah, uh, yeah. there were people who claimed their sterility, inability to have children, based on a, a, either A, Latroy Hawkins, B, Mel Rojas, or C, the combination of the two thereof. You could throw in Antonio Alfonseca, too. That would do it. Mm-hmm. That would the man do it. Six digits. Yeah. Although you know what, the six, and, and the I wasn't six... talking about his hands, coach. I was talking about his ERA. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Between quad A and that comment, uh, you're right on your game, Big D. You got to take two days off more often and come up with material. Very well done, uh, Coach. I'm so stubborn. <laughs> you know, I've been working out on the street, you know, trying to make some some cash. Yes. And, oh my goodness! All I got to say is the. Uh, Life can be extremely, extremely different. <laughs> you got you know, any, uh, before we uh, take our first break, and by the way, you had alluded to it, we should mention, we have a highly esteemed uh, guest coming up in just a little bit, hopefully in the very near future, Mike Monaco. From, Mark uh, Monaco, Coach. Mark Monaco from yeah, www. how many times you're going to get his name wrong. MyMVP.com, a brand new website. So we're going to talk to Mark in just a little bit. Very excited about that. But uh, before we uh, head to a break, Big Dog, anything happen with your man on the street job that you've been doing of any uh, particular interest? We could probably get into this some other day, Coach. Okay. We could do yeah, that. Yeah, so there was. We'll have to stay tuned for tomorrow's edition. <laughs> uh, okay. You coming on tomorrow? I thought you were off tomorrow. I know. We'll, we'll find out. I'll, I might find, I'll give you a call later okay. on about noon. You never know who's on. You never know who's off. That's part of the adventurous aspect. The TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic show. All right, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, our producer today, David Olson. David, did we give incorrect info out yesterday? I'm still fascinated. I don't know why. It's kind of a sick fascination with the story of the Chilean miners 
who are down in the uh, the mine and might be not rescued for three months to four months. We talked about this story yesterday. But are you sure? I want to double check because uh, I read a different size of the area that they're boxed in it. We had said yesterday 33 feet by 20 feet. I think it might be a lot larger than that, but yeah, let me let me double check that. Okay. But that according to what yeah. I read, that's what it was. All right. If any of our listeners have uh, info on that, that uh, we're going to follow that story here on the two guys and a mic. We're going to adopt that story. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog, sit tight. We'll be back in about forty two seconds. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Sounds good. God bless. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. That's right. The big dog is back in the house after a two-day hiatus. I'm not even sure what a hiatus is, but uh, apparently that's what he took. David Olson, our producer, Joel, telling us that the actual area that the Chilean miners are in is 540 square feet. And Big Dog, you've heard me say this before. I I don't know what it is, but I have always had a mind blank, a, a uh, just a very a very menial lack of understanding of square footage. Help me out on the square foot thing. 540 feet would basically be square a room that's, that's 20 by 27 feet. Wow. Exactly. 22 by Similar 30. Similar to what like we I talked about yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Because I, I just did the math. So, But are you sure? Because I heard the uh, Chilean president, they actually were able to lower a microphone down to the miners. They have not been told yet. They knew they were going to be rescued and that food has been coming down, messages. Nobody had told them about the four-month wait because apparently they were fearful of psychological depression. They wanted to wait for the right time. And apparently the leader of the miners was on the microphone, and they did let them know for the first time that it may take three to four months, and they actually had a plan set up. They consulted Big Dog, some of the people from the space station, who, you know, that's a when you're up in the space camp, so very, very tight area, so they've got some exercise and psychological things you can do. But they had talked about, you know, an area for running, an area for sleeping, an area for eating. Well, you can't do that at 20 feet by 27. 33 yeah. people? How... How do they go to the washroom? Well, we brought that up yesterday. Well, apparently they've got it broken up where they've got their clean areas and their dirty areas. Yeah. 
So it's like it's uh, they've but, designated a certain spot. But for again, that. if it if it's if it's that small of an area, if it's that small of an area, it doesn't matter where you put the waste. You're, I mean, you're going to have disease situation. Anyhow, I thought we had given out the uh, incorrect info, but apparently uh, it is that small of an area. Twenty? Would you say twenty-seven feet by twenty-two by, by thirty? Coach. Wow, it's unbelievable. I always struggle with square foot. People say a house a certain amount of square footage big dog. It means nothing to me. I've got a mind blank for square footage. I don't know. Maybe it goes back to Mel Rojas pitching well, for the, the Cubs. The, the dangling participle always got me, Coach. You know, I always I was a big fan of the dangling participle. That was um, that and onomatopoeia. I don't know what you're speaking of. You don't know what onomatopoeia is? No, I was joking. I just gave you a dangling participle. Oh. I know what onomatopoeia <laughs> is. It's, uh, it's bang, crash. It's yeah, I was a big okay. fan of both the, uh, if, if you know, back in third grade, onomatopoeia. And the dangling participle. Ever since that, uh, you know, my English career went down. But those two I was able to grasp onto pretty well. All right, 888-463-6748. Any of our uh, listeners want to comment on that situation out in Chile with the miners? That's the story we're going to be following here on the two guys at a mic, uh, 888-463-6748. And, Big Dog, we liken that story. I kind of made the analogy a little bit to sports yesterday because – one of the things you and me and many other sports fans love so much about sports is the um, the ability to overcome, fighting against all odds, trying to find victory when it looks like defeat is eminent, the underdog story, all those kind of inspirational things that we see in sports. That's exactly in a non-sporting sense what we're going to see, hopefully, with a successful ending from the miners in, uh, in the fine country of Chile. Yeah, hopefully that'll work out. And... Uh, I- Three to four months. Hopefully, hopefully they're thinking it's going to be like two weeks, but they just tell them three to four months. So it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, promise them, you know, something that you can definitely deliver on, and, and hopefully you get it to them before. I don't you know, know about that. This, so. I'd like to say that's correct, but I don't know. If, I think the psychological factor is so crucial that uh, if there was a hope of two, three weeks, they might tell. If there was a legitimate hope. They might tell them because it's not only the physical thing, but the psychological that they got to battle as well. Can you imagine if there's a couple of obnoxious people, which there probably is? How many? How many people are there exactly? Thirty-three. Yeah, there's okay, thirty-three people. There's that's like a big classroom. Yep. You always had a class. You had a, a couple whiny people. You got a couple really upbeat people, and Ugh. you got a couple jerks. Yeah, there's. Yeah. And you... out of thirty-three people, there's probably one married guy that's probably going to be like, "Hey, can you make it like eight months?" <laughs> Oh, good. The social dynamics, the big dog. Forgetting about the uh, the physical, the social dynamics of being in that close of an area with 33 people, 24-7 through thick and thin and all the possible destruction in between it. It's an, actually a fascinating sociological story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah yes, it is. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gets sick. And I mean, I don't know if 33 people are going to come out. Though. That's That's the problem. That's the problem. What you know, disease could be infections, and I don't know. Maybe they can send some form of medicinal things down there. I would, I would hope so, but uh, it's not quite as easy. It's just we got oxygen, we got food, and uh, we'll be able to live for the next three months. But we'll follow that story. And again, any of our listeners got comments on it? Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Real quick before we switch off the baseball front, big dogs, White Sox lost to Baltimore yesterday, four to two. Pretty nondescript game. Uh, Minnesota lost, though, also. So the Twins got swept, right, by the Anaheim Angels? 
the Texas Rangers. By the Texas Rangers, I apologize. Another yeah. four to three game. So they've lost two one-run games in a row. Temporary blip on the screen for a very good twin team, or do you think they lost a little bit of their mojo? No, I don't. Come on, that's what it's. You know, you lose a couple games in Texas, that's really good. That's only a blip. You start worrying about somebody's mojo after like a week or something. Three games isn't that big of a deal, Coach. Mm -hmm. Even though they did blow one of the games, so that doesn't help. But so it's not like the White Sox are putting any pressure on them right now. So I don't think the Twins really have much to worry about. If, if, If they lost those games and the White Sox had actually taken care of business against the Orioles and all the games, then it'd be a little different. Well, White Sox took two out of three, so not bad. Got the lead down to three and a half games, so it wasn't perfect. But uh, you're making it sound like the Sox, you know, only won one of three. I don't know when you're playing the Orioles. Uh, you got the Orioles are playing three thirty baseball, coach, and you're at home. They really needed a sweep, yeah. so I'm not gonna uh, winning two out of three doesn't kill them, but they needed to win a get a sweep in that particular series. By the way, speaking of teams blowing baseball games, two ten to one leads yesterday, two of. Them. We're lost. I mean, ten to one. You cannot lose a ten to one lead. Two of them in one game. Cincinnati uh, lost a ten to one lead to San Francisco. The Giants come all the way back. I think it was ten one after the fifth inning, and they tie it up and then end up losing. How tough is that for the Giants in uh, Colorado? Was down ten to one to Atlanta, the Bravos, and they came back and won big. Though that's pretty impressive. You're down nine runs in Major League Baseball. Game should be over. Yeah, two first-place teams with 9-1 re- leads, too. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? It's never happened. Yeah, n- never, ever in the history of Major League Baseball have two 9-1 leads been blown on the same day. Wow. Wow. So that's, I mean, and, that's telling you something. I guess if you look at the positive side of it, credit the Colorado Rockies who uh, aren't going to make the playoffs this year, but boy... They are impressive in their ability to come back, and they can have uh, great streaks. They had that one streak where they won, you know, won like three or four comeback games in a row. I think it was against the Dodgers. Started the downfall of the Los Angeles Dodgers, but Colorado can do that. And certainly from San Francisco's standpoint, down ten to one, you fight your way back when it looks like the game is a waste. So, uh, two ways of looking at it: one, how can you lose a lead like that? And two, let's give Colorado and Frisco some credit. You come back from down nine runs. That's pretty impressive. You know, I was, I was, <laughs> I don't think the Rockies are totally out of it. Any other team in Major League Baseball, I would agree with you, but they, they have made some of the most incredible comebacks throughout the history of that particular franchise. Oh, yeah. seven is one of the greatest of all time. So, uh, I would not say they're totally out of it yet, coach. I know they got two teams ahead of them, but they're only like five games behind, uh, the, the, the Padres right now. So mm-hmm. I would not write the Rockies off. All right, there it is, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, a man with tremendous sporting instincts. Unfortunately, it does not carry over to the financial world, so don't invest in the stocks that he recommends. But your sporting expertise, uh, if you were, if it was a stock, the Colorado Rocky, arrow pointing up, go bear, not bull. Definitely, Coach. Thank you very much. Um, it's bull, not bear, by the way. Uh, thank you. I always get that confused, too. Bear is up and bull is down. Yeah, the claw marks go down, bull. The horns are going up. Ah, thank you. That's why my investments haven't worked out the last uh, one, two, three, or 54 years. Got to get that straight. Hey, real quick, before we leave the baseball world, welcome in our special guest, Joey Votto. We talked, uh, last time we talked, Big Dog, we got cut short rudely by our producer, David Olson, who uh, informed us that it was the end of our show. I hate when he does that. But we were talking Triple Crown. And the fact that three or four guys are still in contention. One of those guys had a huge game yesterday, Joey Votto, the Cub hater himself. 
two home runs. Two home runs in that comeback for Cincinnati and um and the go ahead single. Yes. In the extra inning. In the twelfth inning. So uh, the guys where did Joey Votto come from? Well he was awesome last year, coach. The guy hit the guy had an OPS over a thousand last year, so it isn't like all of a sudden this year he became good. The the guy has been a slugger for three years now. All right. And I, where he came from, I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm I don't think it was Carousel. I'm thinking more like Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> all right. He is on the cusp, as is Albert Pujols. By the way, last time I checked, which I believe was yesterday, Pujols leading in home runs, Pujols leading in RBIs, and was four points back of the aforementioned Joey Votto for the Major League Batting or the National League Batting Championship. Legitimate, legitimate triple crown possibility. Big dog, no one's talking about it. It hasn't been done since 1967 when you were but a fly in the ointment of your mother's uterus. Uh, That's nasty, Coach. (laughs) Not sure where that expression came from. All right, uh, can we get to our special guest, Big Dog? Please, please, yes. (laughs) All right, let's welcome into the show. He is a first-time visitor on our show, Mark Monaco. He's got a brand-new website, folks, www.mymvp.com. First time on the Two Guys at a Mic show. Mark, how are you? I'm real good. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for having me, uh, Big Dog. Oh, it's good. It's my MVPs with an F, Coach. Ah! Yeah, because you, know, you go to my MVP, who knows what you end up getting. No apostrophe, though, right? <laughs> No apostrophe. No, okay. thanks, I, Joel, thanks for pointing that out. All right. Because <laughs> if there was an apostrophe, Mark, I would tell you right now, it would be the end of the conversation. I'm not a big mm-hmm. – commas and apostrophes always throw me off. So, just, I'm with you. Thank you very much. All right, tell us real quick. Uh, we're very excited about this new website that uh, we're helping to publicize here, but MVPS.com. Tell us real quick about it, Mark Monaco. Okay, thank you. It's a uh, social networking site for amateur athletes, both boys and girls, and just about any sport you can think of. We are launching tomorrow. The uh, site is actually uh, being based right out of the suburbs of Chicago, which is pretty cool. Normally you find sites like this coming out of uh, Silicon Valley, but we're real excited to be launching it right here in my hometown. And uh, we've got some very, very solid people behind us, including Coach Dicka, who has uh, recently come on as one of my partners. Uh, we have Walter Payton's son, Jarrett, uh, as a partner with us and working for us. So we're real excited to have Jarrett involved. And uh, Chet Kopic is involved with us as well. And, uh, you know, award-winning uh, Hall of Fame writer Taylor Bell for the Sun-Times is doing a lot of our blogging for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, the site itself is a free site for kids. You come on, it's sort of a hybrid of uh, Facebook slash ESPN slash YouTube. The premise is that there's a lot of kids out there playing sports that, you know, don't get their 15 minutes of fame, and we'd like to give them a chance to set up a profile, uh, upload videos, make a kid makes a great play in a, a youth basketball game or baseball game, and he gets a chance to put it up there and get his 15 minutes of fame. And, you know, his grandma and grandpa maybe who live in uh, Florida, don't get a chance to see him play, can get a chance to go online, be one of his fans, and, and check out his uh, – his sports feet. So we're, we're real excited about the uh, the site. Great, great idea. I love it as you're describing it. Very, very cool, much needed, kind of a new creative idea. One of the issues you're going to have, though, uh, Mark Monaco, is that grandma and grandpa out in Florida, we got to make sure grandma and grandpa in Florida, A, have a computer, and B, know how to turn it on, and C, can figure out what um, – YouTube, well, not YouTube in this case, what one of the social networking websites. So, so that's, you know, with the 
older generation, that's a little bit of a problem. We've got to educate them on how to find out these uh, websites. Now, now, Mark, I think this is it actually helps because, you know, instead of being able to find the videos on YouTube, I mean, it's really easy to sign up, get a profile, and then actually friend the, the, the kid that you want to, uh, to watch and then actually watch it. It's a lot easier than finding the stuff on YouTube. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One, in response, uh, Coach, our, our market isn't just grandmas and grandpas. I'm just giving you one feature and benefit. Yes. I mean, really, the, the deal is we're building a free site. We hope that millions of kids sign up, and all things are pointing towards that already. We haven't even advertised it yet. We already have 15,000 kids registered from 49 states wow. and seven countries. And we think the competitive factor of kids wanting to see their friends on there, wanting to see their teammates, wanting to see their competitors will really help the site grow. Now, one of the things we're doing is we're going to have my MVP athletes of the week and my MVP uh, top 10 plays of the week, my MVP top 10 flubs of the week. A kid makes a great play in a game in Chicago in baseball. He puts his video up and a hundred other kids in Chicago do the same thing. The kid whose video gets viewed the most that week will be the My MVP Player of the Week for baseball in the in the Illinois area, mm-hmm. uh, and we hope that every state kids will be just as active in every different sports. You could literally have twenty sports in fifty states, so a thousand kids every week being the My MVP Player of the Week for their individual sport based upon how many times their video is viewed. So it's a competition. It's exciting. It's free. It's a bad economy right now. People are trying to market their kids. People want their kids to go to college on scholarships. We have a college scouting section we're going to have for the more serious athletes. And uh, we are just the, – the preliminary interest in the site is off the charts. We're very excited, cautiously optimistic, and uh, I hope that everybody you know, will go to the site tomorrow or today and register, www.myMVPs.com. And uh, as of tomorrow, they'll be able to set up their own profiles and, uh, you know, kids aren't setting up profiles as much on Facebook, you know, the younger kids, but we think this is a cool way for kids to have their own little sports Facebook. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, is there going to be like any announcing or voiceovers? Uh, you know, the, the, the thing with the site is really the, the, the announcers and the cameramen are all the public. It's, it's all about the kid. It's, okay. we're, we're trying to highlight the kids themselves and mm-hmm. the kid puts a video up and that's what people, that's the content that kids, that people are going to look at. Okay. We are doing some, some interesting marketing in that, um, starting tomorrow night, we're going to go do a game of the week at, uh, a high school football game in the Chicagoland area. Tomorrow, for example, our first one, Check Topics, going to be at Wheaton North High School. Uh, they're playing Addison Trail at 7.30 p.m. And we're going to have Chet out there with a cameraman doing sideline interviews. At the end of the game, we're going to pick the My MVP player of the game, and Chet's going to interview that kid and then put him up on the website, on the homepage, so the kid will get a little notoriety. They'll win a little award for being picked our, our first athlete of the week. And then every week after that, we're going to be doing different games. The following Friday, we'll be at Wheaton-Warrenville South, for which is probably the high school football game of the year. It's going to be on ESPNU. And uh, there's probably 15,000, 20,000 people there. They're playing Maine South. Mm-hmm. We'll be at that game with press passes, doing interviews after the game. And it'll be, again, videotaped and highlighted on our, on our homepage. Cool. Big dog, go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, I love the fact that, uh, you know, you're covering football and you're going to cover, you know, all the other different sports about it. But one of the things that I think is really unique and a good idea is the fact that, you know, you can set up your own profile and you can, 
put videos of you doing skateboarding uh, tricks or, or, or bicycle tricks. So it doesn't even have to be like organized sports. It could pretty much anything that you're doing athletically, you know, you can have a profile and download it and have your friends and your family see it. That's a great point, Big Doug. I mean, we, we're building a site. We want kids to utilize and put videos of whatever sport they play. X Games, uh, golf, gymnastics, wrestling. Uh, kids. These kids nowadays on skateboards are doing some crazy tricks and they're taking video of it with their phone, and they're uploading it to YouTube. But the kids aren't, you know, they, they might get some notoriety from watching their, from their friends watching their video, but they're not getting awards. There's no competitions to be the player of the week in their particular state for that sport. Um, and marketers and advertisers love this because it's a very focused demographic. You go to YouTube, it's a great site, obviously, but it's not just dedicated to sports. Anybody and everybody could be on there. So who are advertisers marketing to? With our site, you go to a Gatorade or an Under Armour or a Nike when we get big enough, and you say, hey, I can give you 500,000 kids that all play football that are between the ages of 10 and 18, and they can hit every one of those kids. We can go to them with a Spalding and say, we got 300,000 girls that play soccer in the 50 states, and you want to advertise your, you know, the balls that you sell for soccer and the shoes that you sell for girls, we can give you every uh, person to, to hit that's between the age of 10 and 15 that plays soccer. And that is hugely powerful with advertisers. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, the big dog, Joe Rodwanski, uh, I know you've mentioned Chet Kopik and a couple others. Where, Mark, there's so many avenues that the big dog could fit into here, and he's very photogenic. you got to get his bald head on the screen somehow. <laughs> uh, are we going to have, like, big dog's top ten plays of the day? You know, we go out to Portland, Oregon, and little Jimmy Jones on a skateboard, but any avenues for my good friend, the big dog? He's, he's going to be a star before we know it. There's definite avenues for, for big dog. He is one of the most knowledgeable sports people I've ever met. Yes. I think he's the only guy that ever stumped the Schwab twice. And we are thinking and coming up with creative ideas Uh-oh. to feature Joel. Okay. Joel will be definitely, uh, doing some of the interviews on the sidelines of different games. And, Good. uh, yeah, we're, it's a startup. So we're being very creative. It's very exciting. It's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of passion for sports and I'm surrounding myself with all people who have similar passions for sports. And, uh, you know, so definitely there's a lot of great ideas coming up in the future here with my MVPs. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, by the way, uh, uh, Big Dog, I don't know if you've been in our production meetings or not, based on the fact you don't have a vehicle and you haven't been here in six months, I'm going to guess you haven't. But uh, we are thinking of doing a Chicagoland High School prep report show here on the TalkZone.com. So uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about that, Mark, and maybe we can uh, hook up on that information as well. The only thing I was, you know, as you were describing it, the youth sports thing is such a phenomenal idea, great idea. And then you you moved into the high school sports area, which is fairly saturated. I'm just wondering, are you trying to do too many things in in, in one ball? It seemed like the youth sports highlights. You know, that's something. You know, kids could. You know, other people could be watching their videos and stuff like that. But then you get in the high school sports arena, like the Wheaton Warrenville South Main South where everybody's watching that game. Isn't that almost like a whole different venue? Are you worried about spreading yourself too thin? Well, that's a great question, Coach, but here's the thing. Our site is for amateur athletes. Amateur athletes are anybody that doesn't play professional athletes, right? Pretty simple explanation. So that's for kids that are playing Little League Baseball, the guys who are playing really college sports. 
So we don't want to close ourselves off to different demographics. The focus, when I set this up and thought of this idea about a year ago, was on kids who aren't superstars that are going to get their 15 minutes of fame. But there's a lot of different ways to go with this, to market the site, to give an opportunity to, you know, the better players to market themselves to college coaches. I mean, I'll give you an example. I I was at a Cub game with uh, one of the assistant coaches at Northwestern basketball the other day, and he thinks it's a great idea because they get a lot of tapes on uh, players, but they get highlight tapes, and they get six- to eight-minute clips, and he throws them out. He doesn't like to look at them because he doesn't want to look at a highlight tape where a kid's making every shot. He wants to see an entire game tape watching a kid play defense, watching a kid when he gets a foul called on, how how he responds, how a kid goes to the bench if he's got an attitude with his coach, if he gets technical fouls. And our site can upload an entire game-length video, and then the college coaches can come to it and, and look at a kid and see how he plays an entire game. Nobody is doing that right now. Okay. So, you know, we don't want to limit ourselves to just kids, but we feel, and my goal when I set this up was to highlight the young kid, boys and girls, and give them their 15 minutes of fame, yeah. and hopefully the better players, we can help market them to get college scholarships and, and uh, show themselves off to all the college recruiters. Hey. Yeah, it, there's so many avenues, Coach. So you talk about everything that you just said with uh, college recruiters, also kids maybe getting their videos out to different colleges, so you got to look at it at that point. Youth sports, high school sports. Heck, if I would have all, my, I would have all my at bats taped when I'm playing softball, and anytime I hit anything good, I'll put it on my profile. So you know, yeah, so camp, it, camp, it's not uh, just youth sports, high school sports. We're talking somebody in their thirties that's going to have a profile putting stuff on there. But can't uh, people right now? Can't dad take a videotape of a game? And uh, I think the technology's out there now, where you, you know, contact the University of Missouri, you send it right over the internet. Do you need a social network site to do that? No, you don't need you don't need that. But let me let me give you an example. Let's say you're a college recruiter, and I and I'm not going to mention specific names, but I've spoken to some colleges and recruiters, and I've spoken to some previous owners of major league franchises. One of which is a very good friend of mine, and I brought to this gentleman's attention. I said, you know, let me ask you a question. I, first, we'll talk with the college side. I said to the recruiter, I said, do you guys have kids each year that you get spotters around the country telling you? to come out and uh, visit and watch this kid. He's a superstar. And he said, it happens a lot. And I said, how often do you go out, get a flight, spend money on per diem, spend money on a hotel, send a scout out there, and you get there and the kid wasn't as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. And he said it happens about half the time. So I said, well, what if we were able to get you thousands of videos from kids all over the country and you could pick and choose and look at a kid before you fly out and waste two, $3,000 on, on all the, the costs, what if we charge you a thousand dollars a year fee to do that? And he said that'd be a phenomenal idea. And I said, well, furthermore, what if we set up a structured videotape where each kid does the combine uh, drills that you you would look for in a football player? You look for a forty yard dash. You look for a shuttle time. You look for how many times a kid bench presses two hundred twenty five pounds. What if we videotape all the different criteria that you look for in, a, in an athlete? And you can go and look at this before you waste the money to fly out and see this kid. Would there be a demand for that? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Nobody's doing something like that. I would pay. I guarantee we would pay big money to do that because we're wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on recruiting trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was what the college guy said. Now I went to the guy who's the owner of a Major League Baseball franchise and a former owner of an NBA franchise. And I said, let me ask you a question. 
you got a kid, 18 years old, that's played one year high school uh, basketball and or one year college basketball, and you got to give this kid a four or five year contract for guaranteed 50, 40, 50 million a year. I said, what if we were able to show you a 10 year background on this kid with videotape of him since he was eight years old, how he would act, how his personality was on the court, how he responded to his coach, uh, if he had an attitude with his teammates. All full-game highlights when this boy was a little boy. Also see how he plays other sports. See his uh, his training videos. See how he does certain criteria, his vertical leap, things you look for in a combine. Would you have any value there uh, in paying a little bit of money to see something like that to give yourself a little more confidence that you're going to write a check for $40 million to a guy guaranteed that you, you're getting the right guy, you're signing a good quality person? Would you see any value there? He said, Mark, that's an unbelievable idea. I would love to see something like that. Wow. It's outstanding. www.myMVPs, myMVPs.com, brand new internet website that uh, will be officially debuting about when, Mark? Well, uh, I'm, my technology guys tell me the site will be ready tomorrow. This is, wow. you know, I'm not a technology guy. I'm a, I'm a, a businessman, but uh-huh. it's supposed to be launching tomorrow. Uh-huh. We're going to be launching it to a beta test to our people only who've registered so far, not to the entire country. So our, our, and, uh, our, our listeners are in on the ground floor, that's what you're saying. They're in on the ground floor. Wow. Check it out. Please be patient. You know, mm-hmm. when you set up a new website, there's a lot of enhancements and a lot of changes that need to be done the first year. It's not going to be yep. just like it is tomorrow. It'll be a little different as we get feedback from the from our users. So well, I know Joel, for one, Joel for one, is an expert on uh, website enhancements, so you can talk to him. <laughs> About that, and you mentioned, by the way, Northwestern Wildcats. I, above anything else, I would support any program. Believe me, Mark, that's the team I root for the most. Always have, always will. Any program that can help my Northwestern basketball team, I will support. I'll invest whatever you need. I'll give it to you if it can help my Northwestern hoops team make the NCAA tournament down the road. Well, I'm a Purdue graduate. I root for Uh-oh. Purdue, but I, I but I told the Northwestern coach, I said, hope you guys lose only one game this year. There you go. When you play to Purdue, they're only one of three teams that's never made it to the NCAA out of Division One. so I'm rooting for Northwestern, too. This could be our year. Of course, that's what I said about the Cubs back in early April, too. <laughs> Beautiful. No, Mark, seriously, it sounds extremely cool. Can you stay in touch with us now so we uh, will develop a little relationship with you? I love getting out the fact that we're in on the ground floor, but it sounds like a phenomenal idea. We wish you the best of luck, and uh, we'll stay in touch with you for sure, okay? I appreciate it, Coach. I appreciate it, Big Dog. And please, again, everybody, free registration, www.mymvps.com. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it, Mark. All right, take care, guys. Bye-bye. There it is, Mark Monica. What a cool idea, Big Dog. I love it. I love it. I don't know if you got any tapes of your uh, days going by, Big Dog, but maybe you could you know, put some of your youth sixth grade, seventh grade football games. You could be one of the... The first highlights on the uh, website. Just a thought. Did right, I eliminate you know, I've the big deal? Plenty of football oh. ones of yeah. uh, you know just me running around the Mac Murray football field scoring touchdowns. So uh-huh. I need to I need to find these tapes and get them on there. To be quite honest, yeah. I don't think people believe I actually scored touchdowns mm-hmm. all the time when I was at Mac. I'll tell you what though, the guy speaks the uh, he he sold me in the fifteen minutes we had him on the air. He sold me what a uh, he, he a, was uh, you didn't cut him off short. That's normally your style, coach. Take that as a personal affront. I was actually interested in this particular guest. But I was a little surprised, Big Dog, that um, if not the exact same thing, that what he's talking about hasn't been done before. 
I mean, people sending a full game tape to a college. You know, I would have thought that's done before, but maybe this will be the first time it's all kind of centralized well, in one and convenient, one-stop tour. people will have their own profile. So, you know, like you could there, – there's a lot of different ways to look at a coach, but when you have one kid with their own profile, it, yep. it, it makes it a, a little different. So you have all these different people with profiles. Uh, it's – Everybody, anybody can send a tape to a game, obviously. But, you know, it, it, when you're doing it with, you know, you have your own profile that can look at your background, look at all these different highlights that you have, it's a little bit different, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, it, and plus, you know, when people download stuff and try to put it on YouTube, that stuff's difficult to find. It's not very easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've downloaded stuff on, on YouTube that, you know, that I can't find until it has, like, you know, a thousand hits or so. So. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to get those thousand hits, but if you know to look exactly where on this particular site, just go to the kid's name and his profile, it's a lot easier. So the whole key too is, yeah, you know, Mark is the uh, the business guy, the marketer, but you got to have the technology guy that he mentioned. Key is getting a good technology guy or technology guys to pull that uh, all together. No question about it. Again, www.myMVPs.com. Big dog, I see a lot of potential areas. Where you could be part of this program, I kind of like the top ten big dogs, top ten plays of the day. A little copy of ESPN. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've definitely been getting the word out, going to people, getting them to sign up. And uh, I, I guess the, the stuff that I will be featured on, the most important stuff, is actually uh, highlighting these particular people. But basically, everywhere I go, I just tell people about the site. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. The oldest form of advertising, and still, big dog, probably the most effective. Absolutely, coach. Without Even. a doubt. <laughs> what are we following a script for marketing 001 here? Professor Joel Radwanski of uh, marketing and sociological class. All right, 888-463-6748. couple of minutes left. Talk some sports here. And the two guys in the mic again, we thank Mark Monaco. Not Mike Monaco. Aren't you proud of me? I got his name correct each and every yeah, time. You, you only messed it up one time, Coach. Not during the interview. No, no, not during yeah. the interview, which is right. thoroughly surprising. Yeah. Thoroughly. <laughs> Uh, legitimately, you, you've had guys named John Smith on here, and you'd be like, Jones Smith. You know, so <laughs> I, 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 I was surprised. Oh, thank you very much. I'll take that compliment any way I can get it. 888-463-6748, our phone number. Two guys and a mic, Big Dog and a coach. Big Dog, real quick, some titillating tidbits, news and notes before we sign off for yet another award-winning day of programming here on thetalkzone.com. Statue going to be built for Scott Tay. Pippen, I believe, outside the United Center. I don't know if it's next to the MJ statue, but your thought on the statuesque of a Scottie Pippen? You know what? He, he deserves one, Coach. He's a Hall of Fame player. He is, he was, I'm not going to say it, like a class act, but i got to tell you something. He was a consummate teammate, and there's no doubt about that. The, the guy always seemed to come up big in the clutch situation, and I know people can always recover. 1.8 seconds. You know what? In the rest of his career, Scotty Pippen was awesome in the clutch, you know, and he was the best defensive small forward I have ever seen. Period. And he and the, he came up with kind of a new position, the point forward. I and mean, it, he handled the ball for the for the Chicago. Yeah, Bulls. You don't have to sell me. He was a phenomenal player. The question is, uh, is he deserving of a statue? And your answer yeah. is yes. Now, yeah. where are they going to put the statue next to Michael on the other side, underneath Michael, or where, where might the statue go? Um. Yeah, it might be bowing down to Michael. Is what he's doing. He's actually <laughs> kneeling, like praising him. You know, I guess they're gonna. It's gonna be kind of difficult because Jordan is on the east side. Okay, 
they can't you can't really put it on the north or south side because there's not enough room on the on the particular walkway. Whatever you know, side whatever the side has the right least there. amount of birds, that'd be the place to put Scotty. Yes. Scotty, and on the west side there's a big parking lot. Scotty's is going on the inside. It's not the gonna be inside. out. It's gonna be out inside. So no pigeon problems at all? None. See that? No, no, right. Only Michael gets that honor of the outside. I was going to say, yeah. Only so. Michael's going to get that honor. All right. Does, so. Uh, so he, we have, Scotty Fibber has to deal with the pigeons. He deals with the rats now. <laughs> oh, they moved from uh, from the Chicago from Chicago Stadium to the United Center coach. Yeah, well, they started out, uh, truth be told, history be correct, they started out the Chicago Amphitheater, did those beautiful rats, and then they moved on to each, uh, you know, as the venues get bigger, the rats get bigger and better also. Uh, give me 25 seconds. Bears, Arizona this weekend. Uh, I have no idea where the game is at. Is that Soldier Field? It's at Soldier Field. Coach. Okay. Game three of the exhibition season. Some say it's the most critical. Real quick, Big Dog, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But any uh, thoughts on uh, the Bears, Arizona? Yeah, it's quite simply, period. Protect the quarterback. The offensive line needs to play better. Defensively. First game number one, you missed a bunch of tackles. Number game number two, you didn't miss tackles because you couldn't get off a block. Defense needs to play better. Simply, I, I know it's preseason and you don't want to look too much into it, but they haven't played well. It was, it's one thing to lose because of like you know the, in the fourth quarter you blow a lead or something like that. They have not played well yet. They need to play well. Sorry. Team MVP Patrick Manley, our long snapper, will be back. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> Watson, that didn't help. Desmond Clark snapping last week and i feel mm-hmm. for you doesn't right. it's a little bit different when you're doing it in a game than on the sidelines but yeah the long snapping is extremely difficult coach wnba playoffs start tonight i think we have a highlight tape uh covering the highlights of last year's wnba playoffs hold on we got it right here there it was final topic u.s takes on croatia fiba championship big dog give me eight seconds u.s against croatia uh, Derek Rose has played awfully, awfully well for Team yep. USA. And by the way, Kevin Durant yep. might be the best player in basketball. Wow. Wow. We'll leave you on that thought, folks. Again, uh, want to thank our guest today, Mark Monaco. Don't forget to check it out. Brand new, up and coming, soon to be big time. You heard it here first on the Two Guys at a Mike Show. www.mvps. MVPs. My MVPs. My MVPs.com. Big dog, great to have you. And, uh, Hopefully we'll get you back tomorrow on the show also, okay? Yeah, we'll see. God bless. David Olson, our producer. Have a great day out there, everybody. Uh, We'll do it all over again tomorrow at 10.